The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Will Brinson here with Ryan Wilson, John Breach, and the poster boy, Power Ranks, Pete Prisco. What's up, Pete? You got a little alliteration there. I like it. Yeah, it's all Harry. Harry, um, Harry didn't go to Carnegie Mellon. Wilson did. Um, a lot of re- Actually, you know what's odd? I just realized... If you count in Carnegie Mellon Red, do we all have red schools here? I mean, Pete's got a purple school, but Breach is Miami Vice. Their, their mascot is literally the Tartan, which is plaid, which is tells you all you need to know about where they are and their their that's, athletic that's journey. That's the snobbiest mascot of all time, by the way. <laughs> they're Division Three and, and a bunch of engineers. You might imagine they're not great at sports. So uh, like you NC know, State. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my dunk button, but yes, just like <laughs> NC State. Uh, you know who else went to Carnegie Mellon? David Tepper, speaking of not good at sports. Hello! Who went to Carnegie Mellon? Better watch your back, Brenton. Oh, he didn't. He went to uh, went to graduate school at Carnegie Mellon. Oh, that doesn't count. That's when I got really smart, Pete. Yeah, (laughs) what you're doing, you do the same same crap we're doing. Yeah, he would work out for you. (laughs) How that graduate school money you spent work out for you? It's just Uh, like all the other money we all spent on college. You don't learn any half the stuff you learn in life. You don't learn in college. Most of Pete spent eighty dollars on his education at Tempe because Arizona is so cheap for state schools, and uh, I still have college debt. Yeah, I mean, Wilson went to Carnegie Mellon Graduate School so he could do a podcast with us. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll give you the humble brag. I, I went for free, so there's that. Ooh, that is. You know what I always say about college? It doesn't matter what college you put me in. I would have been just fine in every single one of them. You stuck me in Harvard, Yale, wherever. All college was was reading and memorizing, and that's it, and writing. That's it. That's all college. I agree with the first half of what you said. I think people in in general turn out to be who they are. Colleges don't necessarily matter. And a lot of times, as I'm learning this as my six-year-old gets through that process, it's more about what the parents want sometimes than about what the kid needs, and you got to check yourself. But it also sounds like Pete. Pete, you're uh, you're an NFL team that plays at the level of your opponent. You put you in Arizona State, <laughs> boom, you're a party guy. Harvard, you're a 4.0 Matt Damon student, Goodwill Hunting. So good for you, Pete. 
Yeah. But if I had gone to Harvard or Yale, I would have been very good at what I decided to do because it's not that complicated. It's reading, writing, memorizing, and 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 that's all it is. I am, now, I am. Now, if somebody said, "Hey, Pete, go go become a doctor," that, that ain't happening. But I'm saying, just for the majority of the degrees, you could get those and get them to do well. I, them. I, I'm not sure if Pete's aware of this. I don't think he is. But like, I am gleefully imagining what Harry's face, our producer Harry's face looks like. His wife is a professor at Yale. And I'm sure that I'm sure that Harry absolutely agrees with you that Arizona State and Yale are the same thing. What does she teach? Uh, English lit, I believe. Right, Harry? Uh, great. I can read uh, Charles Dickens just like everybody else and <laughs> turn in a book report on it. Come on. Book report. This Not could that be a complicated. sitcom. Pizza Not that every complicated. You know what is complicated? What? Going under a hood and fixing a car. I can't do that. No, that's right. Uh, I thought you were going to say like, doing a replay review or something like that. And like, you, you can fix your car. <laughs> Dr. Prisco, the proctologist. No, that's not working. <laughs> Pete's the ass man. That's right. Dr. Prisco, the proctologist. No, I, believe me. When you get to be my age, you start putting signs on your when you take off the gown that do not enter. You're not allowed. The doctor looks at me and goes, uh, just for that, I'm not going to, I'm going to give you a blood test. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, it's not an NFL season without a little colonoscopy chatter from Pete. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on any of the various podcast platforms, make sure to give us a five-star review. One show back in the feed. we got Katie Box, myself, Emery Hunt, and Prop Stars looking at early odds for week 10. Before you make your bets, make sure you give that a listen. Just make sure you're getting the best possible picks. Today, we're going to run through Pete's week 10 power rankings, talk about the first half surprises, and then blind rank former number one overall picks. But first, with the Los Angeles Chargers smearing the Jets in New York last night like cream cheese on a bagel, we're going to stick with the Big Apple theme and ask you, Pete, to rank sitcoms set in New York. What are your favorite shows? Actually, what you say? any shows, I mean, preferably sitcom, obviously. Favorite sitcom set in New York. Then the number one choice is pretty easy, I think. Let me ask you this. Shows or sitcoms? Whatever uh, you want. We'll and allow does shows. The Jersey area count. Yeah. You love Real Housewives, so yes, we'll no. allow that to count. No, Sopranos. Oh, Sopranos. Uh yeah, we'll 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 allow that to count. Tri-state area television shows. Okay. Um I'm just was it friends set in there? I didn't friends love friends. Is, shit, Seinfeld's the easy number one. Seinfeld, Seinfeld. I didn't I wasn't a huge Seinfeld guy, so oh, I love Seinfeld. I I mean yeah, friends, friends was set there. I don't, I don't really love, friends, love either. friends either. Looking back on it, um, Thirty Rock would be up there for me. Brooklyn Nine Nine is on the list. Uh, I remember actually watched How I Met Your Mother. I heard it's pretty good. Um, Dick Van Dyke it, Show. It ended poorly. City. It ended poorly. How, How I, I Met Your Mother. mother. Okay. Spoiler yeah. alert. I know. Yeah, Come seriously. on, Pete. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine is a great show. No, not for me. No. Pete's <laughs> favorite show, Sex and the You're, City. Sex in the City. Yeah. Girls, I think, was set in New York City. Girls. That was set terrible. Yes. Yeah. Lena Dunham. It's like we, like, we get it. Adam Driver was actually a good actor, but the show was bad. Um, I'm trying to think. What else? My, top, my top three would be uh, Seinfeld, 30 Rock, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think. Producer Harry says Broad City. I, sadly, I don't even know what that is. Is Spin City set in New York with Michael J. Yeah, Fox? Yeah, it is. Right. It's actually a really good show. It's I'm really watching that right yeah. now. None of, not one you really? mentioned is better than The Sopranos. Not one. If you count yeah, the Yeah, but areas. these are sitcoms that sitcoms, are set with yeah. laugh tracks. They're a little different. Have you yeah. tried to watch, if you try to watch like an episode of Seinfeld or like one of these shows with a laugh track with like someone who's 30 years old? 
or it's, 12. Like I'll show my 12 year old some of the old oh, shows yeah. he used to watch. He's like, I don't get it. Yeah, no. Like King of like, Queens. That's another show that I love. King of Queens I, was actually good. My good. six year old's like, this is, I don't get the jokes. The laugh track is distracting. I was like, okay, here's one. Everybody <laughs> loved Raymond was set in Newark. I didn't love that. I like Raymond. I didn't love it either. Yeah. Person, but I didn't love the show. Oh, I like him better in the show than I like him as a comedian. Okay. He's more a dramatic actor too. He's gotten serious, so you gotta you gotta take that into account. Reach, you haven't weighed in on this. Do you, have you ever watched uh, television? Have you watched what serial killer than, shows or yeah? Have you ever watched city? anything other than Dexter? <laughs> Law and Order. <laughs> Law See, and I, Order. I like Dexter. There Dexter's go. good. Yeah. It jumped the uh, shark. though. They all jumped the shark. Yeah. You know what happens with TV shows these days, and and they always have. They plan them out for like three years or two years. They have no idea what they're going to do after that if it has success. So they just write. Yeah weird and it gets weird they all jump you know, the um oh god what was i uh i was listening to the rewatchables podcast and they were talking about oh god what movie was i listening to uh a few good men and um they were saying how at one point like george jerry like uh jason alexander george costanza was gonna be one of the characters and oh he was gonna be um uh god what's his name um pollock yeah, Kevin Pollack. Yeah, thank you. Um, he was going to be Kevin Pollack instead, but Seinfeld season one got in the way, which is pretty crazy. And it's like pretty pretty good choice by there. It'd be awful to have to rewatch a few good men. I watch it. I watch it anytime it's on. If it was like George Costanza was in it, like it would have messed up the entire like movie. You watch a few good men anytime it's on. Yeah, it's that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird movie to watch. Any like no. why? It's an awesome movie. It's not an anytime it's on movie. No, Dude, anytime it's, it's on movie. About? Is uh Rodan. Top Gun. Oh, Pete Froze. Pete, oh, froze. Pete froze. Ocean's but Eleven. I th like they, Top Gun. Uh, I can watch anytime it's on. Yeah, of course, Top Gun. Yeah, Roadhouse. Uh, good one. All right, uh, Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven is a very good anytime movie for sure. Red um, Dawn. All the right that? moves with Stefan Georgievich, the the five eleven, five foot seven cornerback getting oh, recruited George. to play college football. Sure, he was. <laughs> All right. Enough New York talk. We will, uh, I'm sure, have more Big Apple chatter when we get into the power ranks. But let's uh, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll go ahead and keep it going with New York, specifically with the Jets. They happen to be your biggest faller, going from uh, 12th to 28 spots. Is it? Um, and now there's a but. There's. I heard. I've heard some significant Aaron Rodgers buzz, and I can't really reveal how. I heard it because I, my, my pal Darren Smith, I was on with him yesterday in San Diego radio. And he was like, sources close to the station. He texted me later and told him how it's a sort of a, it's an interesting uh, uh, way, but like, like Rogers, like I, it's Rogers sounds like he really wants to come back. Do you buy that Pete? And would that affect your ranking of the jets at all? Uh, is it just the putrid offense that caused him to fall uh, eight spots? Well, it's a putrid offense that caused him to fall eight spots, but um, you know, Let's not forget he's still a 40-year-old man coming off an Achilles when he does get back. Yeah. Uh, is it worth the risk? That's the question. Is you know, If he truly is going to play next year, which it sounds like he's going to, is it worth the risk to take the chance this year that something else happens again? And and so I think that's a legitimate question. I can't see – I think this is all crap. I don't think he's coming back that fast. I, it, it, it's just impossible to me. I don't. I can't see it happening. Here's the other thing. Let's say he's healthy and the doctors clear him and he can come back in, in week 16 and this team has five wins. Do you want to come back to that behind that offensive line and get your ass kicked when to Pete's point, you can just wait till September and, and sort of start over? Yeah, I think 
breach, it would be a situation where to me, what he's doing is sort of try. I think he's trying to like do a, like a, not a passive aggressive, but like a secondary sort of motivational tactic to try and like, he's like, he's trying to get this. He well, he's hoping this team will like be motivated. Like he's hoping he, he wants to keep hope alive and hopefully the jets will like knowing that he might come back. He like, I mean, I can see Aaron Rodgers thinking that. I think all three of you are right. I think that is definitely the motivational tactic, Brinson, where if he keeps saying that the team is going to play inspired football, thinking, hey, we could get Aaron Rodgers back at the end of the season, and if we get to the playoffs, he's going to be our quarterback. Maybe we could beat someone in the playoffs. I think Pete's right that even if he was 100% healthy and he gets cleared on Christmas Day, you oh cannot God. play him the final two weeks of the season if the Jets are out of playoff contention. You just can't put him out there. It would make zero sense. And I think Wilson's right. So I think that what you have here is that it would be stunning if Aaron Rodgers played. I would say there's a 0% chance he plays before Christmas. And do you think the Jets can stay in contention? Uh, there's only two weeks after Christmas. Will they still be in contention then? And then if they are and he gets cleared, but they're not in the playoffs, say they're in the eighth or ninth spot, that's when the questions come up. Do you say, all right, we're throwing Aaron Rodgers out there for the final two weeks and risk injury? Or... Do we just say, all right, Aaron, I'm going to wrap you up and we'll see you next season. I, I also think it's worth noting that they could, when you get into December, if they're sort of in that playoff hunt, that they could activate the 21-day practice window for him to come off of IR, even if they didn't think he was actually going to come off of IR and let it ride out as long. Like, they could use that three-week window to, I mean, again, just motivational, like trying to help the team, like, believe that if he comes back, they, they could get Aaron Rodgers for a playoff run. If they were in the NFC, you could possibly see him coming back at the end of the year because there's who's going to be the last wildcard team in the NFC? That's, the that's a question. Right now. <laughs> right now? Uh, yeah. And, and so I, I do think in the NFC it would be relevant, but I don't think in the AFC it is. Well, here's yeah. how you know that the Jets are have no chance. They're the only team in human history that didn't allow the Chargers to charge it in the fourth quarter. Like they just the Chargers actually dominated that game from start to yeah. finish. Most and the Chargers defense, tried the Charger. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah, they they kept trying and the Jets said, No, no, we're good. Here's another fumble. Please take it. Yet, Pete, you have the Chargers dropping from 14th to 15th. Are you concerned about franchise quarterback Justin Herbert, who over no. the last four games now is off target on his throws as frequently as Zach Wilson? Okay. Let's would go you back take would time. you take Tua over Justin Herbert today? No, hell no. Hell so no. Stubborn. So stubborn. Hell to the no. So uh, <laughs> he gave a hell to the no. First, first off, you'd say hell to the no. <laughs> could you imagine? Justin Herbert with Jalen Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. So many excuses. Just I mean, nobody about runs Chargers. on that team. Who runs? Who can run on the Chargers? Who who has speed on the Chargers? Seriously. Josh Palmer's hurt. He just went J out. Yeah, and Mike Williams is hurt. Jalen Guyton. That's it. Jalen Guyton can run. They have nothing. Darius Zero. Davis can run. Quentin Johnson he can run. Wait, you're talking about you're talking about two rookies and the guys that do nothing. What are you talking about? What what year is one's Devon? A punt I, return, one's a punt returner, basically, and the other guy is a is, is a big receiver who hasn't adjusted to the NFL game yet. Come on. All right. All right. Well, you dropped them and you love Justin Herbert. So what's going on there? They won the game. Well, I can dropping the Chargers is always easy just through the Stanley factor. They won. Yeah. They didn't make any mistakes. Yeah. Uh, they didn't make any mistakes. Just the third team since hey, what they have 200 yards of offense last night? Yeah, not even yeah. 200 yards, 191. Third team since 2000 to win a game by at least 21 points with under 200 yards of offense. And the offensive line was whipped last night. They got whipped. They missed their center. 
And I don't know when he's coming back. He's got the heart condition, and, and they're concerned about that. So I don't they know. Had, they had six punts in their first seven possessions. Great receiver. But he didn't scare anybody down the field. Yeah. Uh, some great graphics from our research team that Harry's putting up um, in in the past few uh, in the past few minutes. If you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash NFL on CBS, make sure and hit the like button if you're watching. Fewest total yards in a 21 plus point win since 2000. The two that last night's Chargers team, the Monday night Chargers team, checks in at number three, 191 behind only the 2018 Bears and the 2001 Jets who pulled it off. Uh, also, like I don't know, Harry, if you get it back up, I just I found these like mind blowing. The one where it's like. The fewest offensive touchdowns in the first eight weeks of the season through five, the first uh, over the last five years. The 2020 Jets have seven, the 2023 Jets had eight, the 2023 Giants have eight, and the 2019 Jets have eight. I mean, a lot of scoring in New York these days. In the last five I mean, years. More, you guys sell more scoring on friends than you did in the with the Jets and the Giants. Hey, uh, all right, anyway. Well, you know what? You looked up the numbers and Zach Wilson, what did he finish with, 260-something last night or something along those lines? That was the fourth quarter sort of throwing it down. Yeah, it was garbage time. Also, that's the other thing, too. Like, I mean, I'm not saying Zach Wilson, like, is getting an unfair shake here, but, boy, Aaron Rodgers behind that offensive line. Hey, with a bad kill. That's the other thing. You come back and you're healthy, you're going to be healthy for 15 minutes, and then you're going to be right. There's a lot of lines that are bad. The offensive line play is awful. So, pretty quickly before Breach – Ask the next important question. Chargers make the playoffs? You know, we had to send that graphic in, and I didn't have them making the playoffs, no. Okay. Ooh. All right, so we talked about two teams that aren't going to make the playoffs with the Jets and the Chargers. Let's talk about your top three, three teams that will probably make the playoffs. Pete, you have the Eagles at one, the Ravens at two, Jacksonville at three. Here is my question. Why aren't the Chiefs in your top three? The same Chiefs that beat your number three team, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. In the span of the last five weeks, the Chiefs lost at Denver and looked at the flu and looked pedestrian. Oh, stop it. The flu. If you're on the field, you're accountable. Uh, and looked pedestrian uh, on offense the other day against Miami. That was not a good. They scored 14 points. Think about that. The Chiefs haven't looked like the Chiefs on offense. I, I'm concerned about. I thought three weeks ago, who was that against? Uh, they looked like they got the offense cranked up and got the young receivers involved. Then they went to Denver and they were bad. They beat the and Chargers. They played, it was the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody they, throws all over the Chargers. The the Chargers. Um, but again, I have to see more from that offense. And not it's not Mahomes, it's just the offense as a general. Pete, which Jacksonville win has impressed you the most <laughs> in the United States? <laughs> You're on mute, Pete. We can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> He's frozen. No, they well, Buffalo after Buffalo dominated Miami. But that was oh. in London when Buffalo oh. went out there two days in advance, and the Jacksonville had been out there for two weeks. So that's why I, I, that's why I include the qualifier of most impressive win in the United States, which is where they have to play the rest of their games and their potential play- playoff. Oh, okay, so, uh, you're impressed with the with the Bengals' victory at home against Buffalo. I didn't say that. I just let's not I, turn I, this I into a Bengals. <laughs> And, and by the way, bank. Jacksonville and the Bengals play in a couple weeks. Jacksonville's schedule is tough three next touchdowns. month, by the way. Look at it. Look at right, I tell you what. Let's take a break, and when we come back, I've got, speaking of break, I've got some breaking news that we'll deliver, and Pete can uh, tell us what he thinks about it. We'll, do, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll drop the breaking news alert up next after the break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Pete, the Rams, after their loss with no Matthew Stafford, Lose it in Green Bay. It's a horrific offensive showing. Fell four spots at number 24 on your power rankings list. How high will they move up now that they've signed Carson Wentz? Uh, they're not moving. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, if you don't have Matt Stafford, you're done. That team. Do you think he should get an MVP vote? Or will you give him one MVP vote because of how bad they are without him? No. You're Please, I need you to for my poll prediction to be true. Mm-hmm. No, it's your. What was your bowl prediction? And he would get no. one MVP vote, at least one. No, he's not getting an MVP vote. Um, no. Yeah, Carson Carson Wentz is. Come on, give me a break. The, the Rams Super Bowl odds might go down signing Carson Wentz. Well, he's better than he's better than what they trotted out there the other day. Mark Rippin had Mark Rippin. They need Mark Rippin. Matt <laughs> Rippin had. Worst they had Mark Rippin. Yeah, I know they absolutely do. You guys want a fun fact? The beginning yeah, of the end for Carson Wentz. Uh, came in Los Angeles. Yes. He, when he tore his ACL against the Rams, uh, during the Eagles Super Bowl winning season, he's never the same. He was an MVP candidate uh, up until that point. Remember? Uh, Eagles Eagles fans will tell you he was going to win the MVP, even though there was this guy named Tom Brady out there. That was a long time ago. It feels like. I thought you had breaking news that the, that the, uh, Titans had named Will Levis as the full-time starter. Oh, much to the chagrin of uh, Mike Brable because he didn't want to. You know he didn't really? But you don't think he wanted to? Pete, no. He's he's, he's the biggest stand. He loves Tannehill. I, I, I told you that. Breach, you guys, you thought he hated him. Nobody I mean, I said that, Brenton. You're making stuff up. I'll go find it. I mean, you definitely, you're like, very well hates Tannehill. I was like, dude, he loves Tannehill. You're like, now you like come full circle. And I know he loves Tannehill. I just didn't think Tannehill was ready to play. So like. I mean, did you see after the game where Rabel kind of threw Levis under the bus for the Ty J Spears throw? No, he I didn't said see it. That. You know, you saw the remember the Ty J Spears throw where he where he he fell backwards. And, yeah. and granted, it wasn't a great throw by Levis. He should have thrown it to, more to the pylon, but Spears should have caught the ball. He tripped on himself. Vrabel blamed and, um, Will on that. Yeah. No, if Ty J had run through the pass, he would have caught it easily. I felt like right. Right, but it was still not a great throw. He should have thrown it more to the outside. But I, didn't even, again, I, I thought it was a pretty good throw, all things considered. I mean, I went back and looked. Week nine, no one was rushed, pressured more than, than Will Levis. He, it was pressured he on his half his dropbacks. This, they brutalized them. Do the and Titans they, have a chance to make the playoffs? The throws. They have nothing either, by the way, because nobody you – know, you talk about a team that lacks speed. They don't have any. No. They got Hopkins. That's it. He, he's not fast. He wasn't fast, but he was good. He's not fast. Yeah. Uh, do the Titans have a chance to make the playoffs with Levis at quarterback? No. Yeah. They're not I mean, a good team around him. 
Like Peter Skaronsky. No, now they good. lost Petit Ferrer for the season, too, with a shoulder injury. So the offensive line gets even worse. Yeah. And he's I mean, good. think about it. They benched Andre Dillard and had to go back to him because everybody was hurt. And he's so bad. He got I hurt mean, in that game and he, they didn't want him to come back and he still came back. I bet you Will Levis felt that game on, on Friday morning. He got brutalized. He felt like Jamar Chase felt after he fell on his back there, Breach. Yeah. Oh, God. What did you do? Collinsworth? Collinsworth, like, he will crawl out of bed on tomorrow morning. I yeah, that was bad. Yeah. But, uh, again, I no, Titans aren't making the playoffs. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Ooh. currently the seventh seed in the NFC. Your biggest riser, Pete. They vaulted 11 spots in your rankings all Look the way up to 12. Around. Look at the crap around them. I mean, And they I, did it I, with Josh Dobbs. I I'd probably put Cleveland ahead of them if I, if Deshaun Watson wasn't bad and, and and hasn't played well. But I think the Vikings defense, I want to give Brian Flores a lot of credit. I really do. That defense last year was a disaster. Yep. You know, they played a lot of off coverage. He comes in there, changes the whole feeling of the defense. They're aggressive. They get after the quarterback. They blitz a ton. Brian Flores will be a head coach again. And and, and I think he's done a great job with that defense. Um, Josh Dobbs I, is the reason, isn't the reason they're up there either. I just think he's serviceable enough, and and with that defense, they'll be fine. So Justin Jefferson you know, coming back. Four, look at their next four games. The, the, look at this. Look at the Vikings' next four games. I think if, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's a really soft schedule. Give me one sec. I will bring that all winnable. Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders, with wow. a box sandwich in there. Got to play the Lions twice, but there's also a pretty good chance that the Lions could be sitting people in that Week 18 game. Um, if they've clinched the division, they're locked into a seed. I mean, if if they don't win nine games, ten games, then it's it, it's a major issue, right? Look at the read read the whole schedule. I mean, they, me. All right, it's at, versus New Orleans in Week Ten, at Denver Week Eleven, versus yeah, Chicago in Week Twelve, highly winnable. The week Thirteen bye week, Week Fourteen at the Raiders, winnable. Week Fifteen at the Bengals, no, not winning that. Week Sixteen versus the Lions. At home, yeah, at home. Yeah. So they could, I mean, they could, it, it won't be like a, it won't be a ten point spread. It'll no. be like a four and a half, five and a half right. point spread. Uh, week seventeen versus the Packers at home on uh, Christmas on New Year's. Oh my God, we got an eight twenty p.m. New Year's Eve game. Come on, man. Not it. Uh, are we have to podcast it uh, like as the ball is dropping? Eight twenty. Eight twenty. Central time zone. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, January seventh at the Lions uh, in week. What 18. was there? What was the before you complained about oh, the, not oh, being the, able to get bombed on oh, the Packers? Season? The Packers. That's they'll be favorite. <laughs> they'll. Uh, they're gonna. Uh, they're gonna win. They'll win five more games at least, don't you think? But here's the thing: you're sort of underselling sure. what Josh Dobbs. How amazing was what he did? I know Baker did it last year for the Rams, but this feels different. No, it was great what he did, but. Again, I argue this with Brady Quinn, and you know Brady defends every quarterback and that's ever taken a snap. Um, he kind of became Josh Dobbs the last four weeks. He was in Arizona. You are what yeah. you are. Yeah, you become what it. you are. I get it. So let me ask you this. Well, I, well, real quick though, Dobbs did look good, but I think that you look at what he did his first three games in Arizona. I mean, he had yeah. that upset win over the Cowboys. They almost beat the Commanders. They almost beat the Giants in Week One and Week Two. 
And then teams kind of figured him out, and they kind of fell back to earth. He, he had a couple clunkers in yeah, there. Three of the last four games he was in Arizona, he was under under 200 yards pass, or two, two of them he was under 200 yards pass, and I think. Well, right, and I'm just saying that now you're going to play a Saints defense that has Cam Jordan. You're going to face – like, just because well, the Vikings have an easy schedule, I don't know that they're yeah. – you know, these games are locks because you yeah, still they're not, have – they're not – I mean, they're not a – no, you're right. There's not. It, it, they're not a lock. But I think being in it makes Jefferson come back. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think what you do is I think you resign Kirk. I think you resign Kirk. That yeah. means JJ's going to come back. Problem solved. Yeah. They're finding out what life is like when you, oh, we, they can move on from Kirk Cousins. They're finding out what life is like without him. <laughs> it ain't great. Well, hold on. That's the flip side, which I guess we'll talk about later on. So I won't even bring it up. <laughs> you hold on, Breach. Oh, what if they lose a bunch of games and get the number one pick? No. What if they win a bunch of games? And they're like, oh, oh we don't need Kirk Cousins. They, we they, just they, Josh Dobbs just led us to 10 wins. Why do you need Kirk Cousins? If they get to 10 wins because of the defense and, and somehow they run the ball better, then that means you can get to 12 wins with Kirk Cousins. Is there right. any, exactly. wait, they got 13 last year. So, yeah, There's I mean, still, is there any chance Cousins comes back this year? Stop it. <laughs> uh, Bri, uh, Bri, uh, Medical Pete, miracles all over the world April. in the National all Football right. League. Pete, let me ask you one quick question before we move on. Should the Steelers have kept Josh Dobbs and not play Kenny Pickett? No, that's just stupidity. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so Josh Dobbs it. was the surprise of uh, week nine in the NFL. <laughs> it shocked the world when he came in out of nowhere. We use that as a springboard to discuss what surprised you in the first half of the season, Pete. Um, every team has eight games. We're about this you know, stupid 17-game season. We can't get – there's no halfway point. It drives me nuts. I want some – Want some like an equilibrium there? Uh, what is your biggest surprise so far uh, of the 2023 NFL season? That the Packers stink. Oh, yeah, interesting. I mean, that that to me, I didn't see that one coming, and I thought Jordan Love would be better than he's been. But it's not just him. Christian Watson's been a non-factor. I thought this was his breakout superstar year. Um, I think. You know, he doesn't stay on the field. That's a concern. And and so Bakhtiari. They didn't have their weapons together for a long period of time. And they still have guys going in and out. And I think that's been an issue for Jordan Love. But defensively, oh, they're going to finally stop the run. They, they Quay Walker and Devontae Wire are going to take the next step. They look great early on. They still do the same stuff over and over again. Packers, uh, are, candidate, Packers are a candidate for the first overall pick. No, you're not even kidding. They stink. I mean, they're not good. They're not good right now. And and that's that that surprised me, particularly after being there for a couple of days and watching them practice and talking to people. I thought they'd be much better than what they are. Wilson, what is your biggest surprise of the first half of the 2023 NFL season? Pete, cover your ears because you're not going to want to hear this, but it's the truth. Uh-oh. The Bills are five and four somehow. How is this team five and four? Open up with the loss to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers played four snaps, didn't even throw the ball. Lost to your Jaguars in London. Lost to my Mac Jones in <laughs> New England. Lost to breaches Bengals, which they they just can't beat the Bengals. That's there's no no reason to be ashamed of that. But this team, I know their injuries. Every team has injuries. Josh Allen's actually played pretty good. I was talking to to Rick about um, Steph Diggs Bills. and maybe is he going to be an issue if he's not getting the ball more? And how do you deal with that stuff? So why is this team five and four? Where do you do with Ken Dorsey? Well, okay, I, I'm going to tell you why they're five and four. They're five and four because the defense that they thought was going to be dominant has lost way too many players. So they're not dominant anymore. So what do you need to do? You need to do what you did two weeks ago. Play up-tempo, no huddle, go. 
The other night, the opening drive against the Bengals, they played fast, they played loose, they played free. You know how many times they ran the ball on first down on that drive? None. You know how many times they ran it on first down the next three drives that they had? Three, I think it was four of the first four or five first down plays they ran it. They got stalled out by the stupidity of the play calling. Allow that guy to play fast and loose and free because your defense isn't any good right now. It just isn't. Think about what they've lost. Daquan Jones, best run player on the inside. Milano, they lost Bernard the other night that wasn't in the game. They Trey lost White. you know Tredavious White. They lost Benford the other night. Uh they Hoyer and Hyde were on the sidelines hurt too. Yeah. Yeah. So you, if you don't have the defense that Sean McDermott thinks he has and he doesn't, then you have to let Josh Allen become crazy free and just throw it around 50 times a game. But Breach, as a Bengals fan, you're watching that game. The Bengals never changed what they did. Didn't matter. They just kept pushing the pedal. The other team changed and put, stopped pushing the pedal. And you probably, as a Bengals fan, you were thrilled that they did. Yeah, I mean, when you're watching the Bills' offense, everything you just said is what you don't want. When they just put the foot to the gas and say, all right, we're just going to go up-tempo, high speed, and try and wear out the opposing defense. And they didn't really try that at all. And, and, you know, who knows? We saw how successful they were on the first drive. But what if that was just Dorsey saying, that's our script. Let's try and see if we score. Then we're going to go back to being the Bills, uh, which is whatever Dorsey thinks the Bills is, which is not exactly working. But it is baffling that they didn't really go back to what was so successful on that first drive. I, I do wonder, and I, I floated this early in the season and then it, it didn't, it didn't really happen quite as much, but I, I, I think it might be happening now with Brian Abel gone and Ken Dorsey as the, as the, as the play caller and the offensive coordinator, when that change happened, or maybe I floated it last year, when that change happened, you sort of had to wonder, would Sean McDermott have more input on what they were doing offensively? And it wouldn't surprise me at all if we if if you found out that Sean McDermott was saying like we we need to run the ball more we need to run the ball and play defense even though they don't have a great running game and they don't have a great defense. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. But there were some comments made after the game the other day by Sean McDermott and uh, by Josh Allen that were kind of flippant in that the way the game was called. And mm. if you go back and read them and read between the lines, and I believe me, I've read between many lines over the years. There, it didn't sound like either one of them was happy with what the game plan was. All right, let me ask you this before we move on. Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, who's your quarterback of the future on your team, on Team Prisco? That's a tough one for me. That's like not people picking between two children. I have huh? one, one my child. That's like, for me, that's like, that's like picking people. They say, you have your favorite kid, yeah. Brian? Uh-huh. You do? Yes, yeah, my young one, the 12-year-old. I love him. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course oh my not. God. Of course not. What? Oh my gosh. This guy's so callous. He picked, he picked one of his kids over the rest of them. And I he didn't joking. waste any time doing it, Pete. So make your pick. Yeah, I was joking. I mean, you know what, too? He did it so quickly and nonchalant. I, I mean, like, there was no, no hesitation. None. The truth came out. If you were on the street, if, if I was the prosecutor, you're guilty. You're guilty as hell. Dude, no. do, you know, do you know who do you know who's a bigger pain in the ass? A 16-year-old or a 12-year-old? It's not even close. There's and a 16, lot of Wilson Wilson walked downstairs and like his his 16-year-old and his friends were down there watching like some R-rated movie. It's like it was like, what movie was it? The Wolf, they were watching The Wolf of Wall Street, which has a lot of, Street, has like, a lot of action like, in that thing, Pete. I watched that recently again. He's like, you're worried about what he's watching? Wolf of Wall Street? 16? Come on. When, when I was, this is a true story. When I was, oh, uh, probably I don't want to hear seven, this story. I do. Yeah, you do. 
My dad took us How to old? you guys seven or eight. The drive-in movies. Remember the drive-in oh, yeah. movies? Yeah. So he took us to see MASH. Okay. He went to see MASH and I don't know, but remember there's a scene with uh, Hot Lips Hulahan in it. And he made us duck down in the back, behind the car, in the back seat, and we're just. But the thing was still on, and me and my brothers are like peeking up between thing. Yeah, that's a good. That's good. Parenting. True story. Yeah, that's good. Sixteen, Ryan. You're you're worried about your kid watching Wolf of Wall Street at sixteen? Are you kidding no. me? No. What are you I, doing? It, Here's the, the complete story. I was at Arizona State Wilson, when I was 16. a bunch of <laughs> Hey, and Wolf of Wall Street takes place in New York, so way to bring the podcast full circle here. We'll talk Wilson's about that. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll talk round two of I love my kids equally. And Pete, they can watch what they want. Quickly, the other the only issue was he had some buddies over. I didn't want their parents calling me saying, why is my son watching some crazy stuff? So that's the only thing. He, your kids are 16, too. I get it. Br Brief, are you taking Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? Okay, I, I can't pick Pete, okay. just say Joe Burrow. Pick the guy who's actually okay. been to the Super Bowl. Hey, you, and beat you want to know multiple you, times. Ooh, you want to know who's you can tell Pete, Pete said he knew Wilson's guilty. I know Pete's guilty too, because Pete Pete wants to say Josh Allen and he can't right now. He knows it's Burrow. Uh, no, I, I I like both of them equally. I do. I think they they just do it differently. They do do it differently. I, I, I really think Josh Allen's being hindered by what he what by his play caller. Okay. Uh, Breach, what's your biggest surprise so far of the 2023 NFL season? My biggest surprise is one CJ Stroud. And, uh, you know, the whole, whole entire Texans and how they're playing. Uh, you know, when we did our preseason show back in August, all of us agreed that, hey, look, the Texans could be a team to sprinkle something on because the roster was pretty solid, especially compared to what they were last year when they went 313 and one. It was going to come down to how well CJ Stroud played. We had no idea what he was going to look like. But if he played average football, the team could compete in the AFC South. Well, he's not playing average football. He is playing high-level, top-ten quarterback in the NFL-level football. And so for him to be playing that well, especially when we've seen, I think, what, nine rookie quarterbacks start this year, and none of them have been close to Stroud. For him to come in and show, just put up the numbers he's putting up, especially setting the passing record, uh, last week against the Buccaneers to engineer that kind of drive in the final seconds that just showed veteran poise. You do not see that from a rookie quarterback very often. Uh, so Pete, how surprised have you been with CJ Stroud? Very, uh, I'll be honest with you. Very, I didn't, yeah. but let's not forget a week ago, he threw for what 190 yards. Yeah, he got beat uh, by Bryce Young. I mean, that was the yeah. only blemish though. That's the only blemish. So yeah. far. I mean, he's, he, you know what he does to me? He makes it look so easy he does so easy and he's calm and he and he's not he doesn't ever seem rattled by the situation and the ball comes out of his hands and he doesn't he doesn't move he stands there and he lets the plays develop but and now in fairness to people out there who say okay we well, can't be as good as that in those numbers the bucks were dreadful on defense and they didn't change they did the same thing over and over and over how do you allow him to hit that shot on the left sideline the second to last play in between the zone coverage that's it's inexcusable carlton davis was awful last week and um, but having said all that kudos to cj stroud he's been i, I said this the other day and I'm not comparing him to him because God knows I think he's the greatest passer of all time, Dan Marino. But the way he throws and calm and sits in that pocket and gets the ball out, it just reminds me of him a lot. Wow. 
Well, it's funny that you were, you were going after Danny Cannell yesterday because he said he's a top 10 quarterback right now in the NFL. And you said, slow your roll, which I love when you say he, who, who are the 10 better, nine better quarterbacks. I mean, you would have said it last week when he threw for 190 against Carolina. That's the you? only you bad game he's had. React, react to one play. That's the I one, mean, one I'm game. Sure. I mean, let's go. I mean, if you go through Pete's power rankings, I mean, Hertz, Lamar, uh, okay. Lawrence. Mahomes, I mean, has Burrow. Lawrence played as consistently as CJ yeah, this season? You would take you would take CJ Stroud over Lawrence. They're close. I mean, just talking about you, this I year. Mean, you took Mac Jones over Lawrence in that draft. So just, I mean, just yeah, talking about would, this year's oh, stats. Oh, oh. Oh, Who'd you take Justin Herbert or or CJ yeah, Stroud I mean, this year? This year is he? We can always do it. Kirk Cousins has great stats every year. Do you take him over those guys too? Yes, I think it's pretty. Cl- I think CJ Stroud's pretty close to the top ten. Like just looking at it, like if you if you leave if you're leaving because like is Herbert a top ten quarterback? Let it marinate for a little while. It's ten. What is it? Nine games? Is that what it is? Brenton, nine? this is the same guy that has already put Will Levis in the Hall of Fame. In the Hall of Fame, games. it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. You gotta let that marinate too. Will you have to let it. Do it. But Will. you know what though. One thing we do know, one thing we do know. Here we go. Hold on, boys. Here it comes. Carolina picked the wrong guy. (laughs) Carolina picked the wrong guy. There it is. Wow. I don't know that. Okay. Let it be that crazy of a statement. All the rookies. CJ Stroud ain't ain't doing this on Carolina, dude. That Carolina offensive line stinks, and the receivers are way worse than what the Texans are. But Bryce Young's so indecisive. But he beat beat Jacksonville with four backup offensive linemen, CJ Stroud, that day. So um, okay, go let's go back to these two. <laughs> let's go back. Which of the four quarterbacks that were taken early in that draft? You know the answer to this. Which ones played worse? Who's Price. been the worst player? But right. that that organization offensively is an absolute doo doo show. Okay, Panthers don't have a Bryce Young problem. They have a David Tepper problem. <laughs> in, in two games, has Will Levis played better than any game? Yes, than of course Bryce he has. Young. Okay, what does he have? Well, wait, wait, wait. To 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 what Wilson's saying about the Panthers having no weapons is not like people came in saying, "Oh, Nico Collins and Tank Dell and right. Robert Woods are, are these all star pro Bryce bowlers." Knows my talking point Sunday night. They'll steal my talking point and use it against well, me. Well, you can't say that Bryce Young has horrible weapons when no one thought CJ Stroud had weapons. No, but Bryce Tank, Young, but they can't use Tank, it for Tank Dell and Nico Collins and 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 those guys can all get downtown or like get downfield downtown. Well, Tank Dell like can. Dude, the Panthers have zero ver- vertical weapons. They have nothing. Listen, well, I don't, don't have any vertical DJ weapons. It, it is rare that I agree. What, is, with what does Will Levis have for vertical weapons? Yeah, you've seen. You've heard of DeAndre Hopkins? He's actually is, pretty good. It turns out he can't run. He was wide ass open on three touchdown no, passes. He, he, he commits offensive he, pass he, interference and he gets look, open way down the field. Trey Lon, Trey Lon Burks can't. Is Burks any good? No, he got hurt. Take it easy on Trey Lon. <laughs> okay. We've got we got to do some blind rankings. I also have um, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, I'm gonna we're gonna quickly hit my biggest surprise of the season, which actually really crescendoed today with an interesting report out of Boston. What is it? We will tell you next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we all know, and I don't think it's, it's the biggest surprise this season isn't that the Patriots are bad. My biggest surprise isn't. But I got to tell you, it's pretty surprising that like the thinking that Bill Belichick might get fired. And uh, our fr- friend of the pod, our good friend Ben Volan, had wrote this in the Boston Globe today, bostonglobe.com, if you want to check out the full article. Um, noted, amid all the talk of Belichick being on the hot seat, the NFL Network surprisingly reported in late October that Belichick had, quote, quietly signed a lucrative multi-year contract extension. Um, two people close to the team, this is Volan's report, believe the report was really Belichick sending a message to Robert and Jonathan Kraft, don't forget that I signed a multi-year contract, you fire me, I have a big fat buyout coming, I, dec- I intend to collect every penny, Volan goes on to say, Ben says, uh, the Patriots have morphed into a veritable Game of Thrones with several people battling for control of the organization and Belichick trying to hold on as long as he can. The game got more interesting on Tuesday when Josh McDaniels became available after being fired by the Raiders. And then adds, barring a miracle turnaround, it seems increasingly likely this is Belichick's last in Foxborough and that based on my conversations, Volan writes, I don't think it's 100% that Belichick finishes out this season and he says that Belichick could get, he thinks Belichick could be fired if the Pats lose to the Colts in Germany on Sunday. Pete, I mean, you've been covering this league for a long, long, long time. That would be stupidity. That, that would be stupidity. There's no way they would fire Belichick. Fire Go Belichick midseason. Right? You just read it. I'd fire him as the GM. I'd fire him as the GM. I tell him, that's what I would do. I'd say, you finish out the season. We're making a change after the season. I'm bringing in a GM. You're not making the football decisions anymore. You're going to coach. That's what I would do. And I think Belichick would walk like away. If then he goes. I think he would walk away if that happens. And if that's the case, then he goes. I bet he doesn't. And, you, you know, there's also out, rumors that, that – What's that? What, there's also rumors that Washington would be interested in him. Oh, I'm sure he won't be out of a job long. But he's – No, he's, no, I'm saying – I'm saying if you're the Patriots, let it play out. You might get a team to trade oh, for. Well, and then you don't have to fire Belichick. You trade him, you get a pick. Um, like that's the like that's that's the way to do it. By um, the way, uh, let me get I on think Bowen also wrote on Sunday that the Patriots do Mike Vrabel as a possible home run oh, hire. Wait, Breach, I was literally just gonna say I want to go on record as Vrabel well, being my name. pick. You beat me to it again. Look at the look at the names he just met. Why do you want Frable in there or McDaniels? The whole problem with their offense is it's outdated and archaic. You know, you got to get with the times. You got to get movement. And get, you, would get say, you would say that to Josh's tempo. face? You would say that to Josh's face? You would not yeah. say that to Frable's face? Two sources close to the Patriots, Volan wrote today, have independently like said the same thing. I'll have a piece of every coaching gig he ever has. Go ahead. Give me a beating. I'll take the beating for your money. So here's both sources also said the same thing. The Crafts quote home run hires for 2024 would include not only Vrabel but bringing Nick Casario back to run the front office. I wonder if he would Nick Casario want to leave Houston to come back to New England. Yeah, that that I I wouldn't. I think here's the thing. Quarterback. I was talking to someone the other day in the league just about the Patriot way not working, and they were like, 
they had a lot of experience with a lot of the people that have come through there. Most recently, Ziegler and uh, McDaniel. And he said they that group is so incredibly arrogant, even when they have no reason to be. Like in McDaniel's case, like the way the story we heard from Jay Glazer, like that sort of stuff was rampant um, the last few years. And and a lot of people that come through there, Vrabel obviously is sort of from that tree. John Robinson's from that tree. And it's just a weird thing that it never seems to work, but no one seems to figure out that you probably shouldn't act that way. Maybe Brian Flores is the exception, um, although he had some rough no, patches in Miami. That way too. He acted that way too. Okay, so that there was you his go. Problem. Okay. I actually, I, this is a true story. I actually had a conversation with Brian Flores on the on the street in in Indianapolis last, not last, yeah, last year, not this past year, the year before. And I said to him, I said, I go, Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I hope you don't take offense to it, but I've been around this league for about 35 years now. Do you, I did said, you know him before you have this conversation? Job, they, you just, I mean, not you just well, I don't, hey, I don't know. No, I, we said hello to each other, and I said, okay. uh, I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, my advice would be, next time you get a head coach a job, because you will get one, be you. Don't try and be Bill. Be you. And he looked at me, and he went, and he shook his head. And, and I think he learned some lessons from the last time. It happens all the time. Kevin Gilbride, when he was the offensive coordinator of the Jaguars, was one of the nice – he was a nice man. He's always been a brilliant offensive mind. Then he went to the Chargers, and he tried to be Coughlin. That's not mm. who you are. Mm. These guys all go try and be Bill, and you can't be Bill. Bill's Bill. It worked for him. It's not going to work for you. Be who you are. Players see right through that crap all the time. They always do. If you're – you know – if you're fake, tough guy, fake, um, you know, disciplined guy, they'll, they're going to look right through it. And, and eventually it, it all crumbles around. So that's what happens. And and if I if I were if I were the Patriots, I say, Bill, you stay as coach. We'll let you get the record. That's great. And but you got to go as the general manager. And if he walks at it, then you work out a deal and trade him to somebody else and get draft picks. Don't fire him. That's the dumbest thing you can do. It's bad. Firing, PR firing midseason is would be like the guy won six Super no, Bowls for the organization. No, and Bowen knows better than that. Bowen really looks at the thing on the surface. That's stupidity if it, if it ever were to happen. I, I just one wonder, last like, thing about Bill Belichick and the Patriots. The whole damn thing is based on luck. <laughs> well, a lot they of They got I mean, lucky. Yeah, if but you, you said don't that every take team. Tom Brady in this with a six round pick, you don't have a dynasty. It's all based on luck. The whole thing. The you know, the crazy thing, though, about the thought of them firing Belichick, I mean, that would be a Raiders Mark Davis level move. Where remember when they fired Dennis Allen like on the flight back from London? <laughs> that is what we're talking. They're in Germany. You can't fire Belichick on the flight home from Germany. That would just blow oh, up. When, they, when, when, when USC left Lane Kiffin on the tarmac. Yeah, that too, right? You know, all you're doing is hurting yourself. You might be able to get draft picks or something. Why would you fire him? It makes yeah, no sense. They, they're not firing him. Yeah, I if think he he's in there, bring back Josh Daniels. Daniels is never going to be a head coach again. He's done. It's over. Are you guys going to apologize to Ben if this happens? They're going to sit down at the end of the season and okay. say bye, Bill. I'm surprised that I'm surprised that Ben wrote this for the Globe, knowing that he, like if he's wrong, he has to cover Belichick for maybe like another 18 months. Who and Bill ain't going to be do? not talk to him. He doesn't talk to those guys anyways. What's he? Yeah. What's he he's here? Like fairly friendly he's with Ben. I feel like every damn day and say, "Hey, Bill, what about this, this, and this?" What's he going to do? Not answer your questions? If he doesn't answer them, it's bad luck for him. If you what get are you laid scared off, scared of a head coach for? Why is anybody ever scared of a head coach? I don't get it. They're just a head I wish, coach. I wish CBS would deploy you to Foxborough for the rest of the season and have you just badger Bill Belichick in the front row every you know week. What am I? Best moments ever was when he ran that stupid play in Indy in fourth and Jackass. Fourth and Jackass. And I asked him a question. I asked him a question from the back of the room, and he couldn't hear me. 
And he went, he mumbled something. I go, what? And he goes, no. And I go, good. I got him. <laughs> I got him. All right. We need it's to find good, video of that clip. Good Belichick chatter. By the That's, way, Will Levis named QB1 Pete. deserves to stay as long as he wants to. Will Levis named QB1 Pete is official. All right, Pete. Here's how this is going to work. We have, we're going to do a blind ranking with you. We have five no quarterbacks who were taken number one overall. We are going to give you a name, and you have to slot them one, two, three, four, five, but you don't know who the rest of them are. Okay? okay. So, like, he got lucky I'll, last last week. We did uh, jerseys, old school jerseys, and he got lucky because he the first one he put in number what did you put number one the powder blues. This one's harder. Yeah, yeah this okay. one's harder. So plan accordingly. Don't just randomly throw everything at number one, Pete. Okay. Yeah. First up, John Elway. One. I knew it. I knew he was going to just break the rules. You don't know what's <laughs> coming next. That's. I don't care what's coming next. He's one. All right, you're going to feel bad about this one. Alex Smith. Hmm? Five. Oh, my God. Uh, See, you're, you're terrible this game. You're going to regret your, your decisions. This is fun so far. All right, guess who's up next? Pete, the guy you hate more than, but you love Josh Allen, but it's Joe Burrow. Oh. Two. So Ooh, you would it. you put him at one if that was still available? No. Okay. Joe Burrow's better than John Elway already. I'm just asking. You already gave. Hey, hey, Elway had to wait. You gave you gave Burrow two Super Bowls the second he was drafted. Yeah, Elway had to wait his entire one. career to get him. I gave him one. Don't change that. Elway, Elway won two. I know. I know. Uh, Vinny Testaverde. Well, I'm trying to figure out who, which bad quarterback you're going to put for the last one. So I'll put Vinny at three. Uh, that's, that's the smartest move you made all day. Yeah, that's right. All right, Wilson, who's the last one? Or Actually, breach, breach gets to read this one. This is a breach. This is a breach of second favorite quarterback in the world. <laughs> all right, you ready, Pete? The last name. Yeah. He's only got one spot. Marcus Russell. All right, he he would normally be five, but he's four. <laughs> so if I really rank, if I rank them how I would rank him, it would be Elway one, Burrow two. Vinny three, Smith four, and Jamarcus five. So you I just act. have the last two flip. You got lucky again. That was pretty yeah. good. The yeah. Headline this podcast is going to be Pete Prisco says Jamarcus Russell is better than Alex Smith. <laughs> the move, the move, I think would have been, and I mean, great job by Harry on it anyway. But the move is to like put Elway third in that list and like see if you put Burr because you would have put. Would you? How high would you have put Burrow if he'd been the first pick? Hundred percent. You'd have gone I away. knew you had to put Elway in there. He was going to be in there. He was. Oh, so you knew Elway was going to be in. Oh, so all right, all right. Oh, Elway that. had to be one of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair. All right. I, I, I kind of loved it on Alex Smith, thinking that there had to be a stiff going in that list. Yeah. You were thinking Smith was the stiff, but he was not. I'd right. be Trevor Lawrence tomorrow. That'll do well, it for this. I mean, you didn't like him. All right, but by the way, before we go. This was such an emotional podcast for me. I'm uh, I'm going to, if my mother was alive, I would find her and go whimper and cry yeah, up in the is. crowd. <laughs> He's making fun of Caleb. He's making fun of Caleb Williams. <laughs> Did Caleb Williams cry with his mother? Yeah, he cried with his mom's arms after the loss last week. Are you serious? You see it? No, that's He terrible. jumped into the crowd after the game and got, such a terrible and got person. next to his mom and buried his head. And it wasn't like he was just uh, crying. It was like, that man alone. like a, well, a two-year-old kid 
whimpering. You know when your kid, you guys have kids, when he can't get his breath? <laughs> Look at this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a problem with that. My kid you cried know, like you, at the playground yesterday when somebody took her soccer ball away from her. And Pete probably laughed. Pete was the, the one that took the soccer ball away. And Pete was laughing at her. <laughs> it did look like <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, did I not send you that clip as soon as it happened? I, didn't, I had turned the television off. I get a, a text from Pete at eleven thirty at night, going, "This is weird." <laughs> like, leave the leave the kid alone. Let, and let then him. I filmed it and sent it to him. Oh, unreal! But, did okay, um, would you take Drake Mayer for Caleb Williams? Football, I don't. No, I never did. I never got. I don't understand it. But it wasn't like it was his last game. It wasn't like he got hurt. It wasn't like he just got eliminated from the national title contention. It wasn't it, it, like he just I got eliminated it. from a Heisman game. It, it, it made no sense to me. Brenton asked you a question. Did you take Drake Mayer or Caleb Williams? Right now? I'd probably still take Caleb Williams, but I got to do more work on him. No, he's he's, he's, he's uber talented. He's, he's uber talented. I mean, but he cries like a baby. Does that do that me? or just have the, the the look of the guy that doesn't know that doesn't care? He wants to see. No, I, I want to care, but you can if you caring and crying in, uh, with your mommy is a little much for me. That's the big difference. Who's popping, right who's popping right their you. head in? Yeah, who's serial right killers? Who's, who just around. walked in the room, Pete? Castle, <laughs> Castle got him. Speaking of crying on his mommy, yes, that was incredible. Speaking oh about crying God. on his mommy, you got you were afraid. You were afraid there, Pete. No crying in football. Pete jumped. You got a clip. I that was incredible. How many times do I got to tell you? How many times I got to tell you? There's only two things that scare me. Hassle and what else? With a gun, a gun, and a cancer, and a gun. Yeah, you got it. Was it cancer and click, click behind you? <laughs> yeah, and I don't like snakes too much either. That's, right, that's, a great, that's a great way to go out. Hassle scaring poor Petey. All right. scare me. He's lucky to get one of these in the back of the head, but then I would have got to go see a trip to HR. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to hey, tell Pete. HR that you just peed your pants? Who's this, Pete? I promise you I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> that only happens when I'm uh, having a few beverages. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks That's for listening. an old man joke you're making, by the way. I don't know how to take that. Uh, yeah, no, 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 it was a scary joke, not an old man joke. Join us all week long for more NFL coverage tomorrow. It's a Tuesday with Big Mac. That's right. No Brady <laughs> Quinn this week. Instead, it'll be me, Leisure, and Brian McFadden going over the biggest stories of the week. One last reminder give us a like or a comment. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you're listening to the pod version download follow subscribe and leave a five-star review tell all your friends to give us a shot as well word of mouth always fun for pete for wilson for breach i'm brinson we'll see you guys later the time has come for drag queens to save the world RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.